Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello there, Mona Me. This is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip because what we're going to be doing is we want to be breaking down why it would be advantageous for you to up your game and become the pro version of yourself. We're going to be looking at how you can tap into and level up your brain by just the way you start to connect and become more creative. And it's going to be fun, as I hope all of them are, and quite easy, quite an easy listen. So stick with me. I'll see you on the flip as we get into talking about becoming the pro version of yourself. I'll see you soon. All right, come one, come all. Let's get into it today. We're talking about becoming the pro version of you. And the other day I was looking at an app and the app did a lot of great things. And I always check on the pricing to see uh, what is offered if I pay for the service. And this time, I don't know why it just came to me this way, but the difference between the free version and the paid version was quite different. And it was quite different because what it did was the free version did what they advertised and what the app was supposed to do. And it was very innovative. But with the next level up, which was the pro version, it took everything that the free version had and then it morphed it into something I never thought I needed. And yet they got me. (laughs) But I looked at that and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that with our lives? And mm y'all, it took me down a rabbit hole of investigation. And I uh, went in and started (laughs) reading research papers and going and consulting some of the standard bearers for the study of creativity and genius. And of course, you know, I can't cover everything that I want to about this one thing in one uh, podcast. But what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about becoming the pro version of yourself, just giving you some practical stuff. And possibly we'll get into more of the stuff uh, that I want to, like tapping into that par excellence programming that we all seem to have and some people even access. And then maybe, you know, getting into some of the cool stuff that I found in new research of people researching how to access the genius mode. So yeah, but not today. Today we are talking about that pro version of you. All right. So 
What I want to say is this, is that upgrading from the free version that you're used to, and that is your public persona and possibly how you've been most of your life, it takes, of course, more time and commitment and an investment. But it's kind of like getting an expansion pack of you. And I like what Kyle Newport says uh, in his book, Deep Work. He says, until you become, uh, I'm sorry, so good. I've read so many of, of Professor Newport's books. I get them confused. In his book, So Good, They Can't Ignore You, he says, until you've become good, you don't have leverage. And I talk about leverage all the time. I talk about leverage and pressure. And I just thought that was so apropos uh, to set up how we want to look at this. So the first thing is, is when accessing or becoming your pro version. Uh, Let's define pro and put some parameters around it for the sake of our little talk today. So with pro, It's not just uh, the professional side. It's the elevated side. It's the nuanced or the, the side that takes more conscious and unconscious effort to access. It's that side of you that you have had to do some work. It's that side of you, just like when, say, for instance, you've been carrying a few pounds and all of, not all of a sudden, but it's been some time since other people have seen you. And when you go out, they can immediately tell that you've lost weight. It's that side. Because let me tell you one thing you can't do when it comes to weight loss. You can't bribe it out of anybody to do it for you. You can't outsource it and you can't fake it. Mm-mm, no, you can't. We don't have in real time Photoshop. So if you are able to access um, doing those types of things, that is very evident to people. And it's a different version of you. Now, I'm not a stolen weight loss or weight gain or any of that stuff. It's just an illustration to show you what the pro version looks like you looks like. It is evident that you have been concentrated and focused on molding and shaping a part or an element of you that is instantaneously uh, recognizable to you and to others. Okay. So moving on with that, I want to talk about a few things today as we talk about this going pro. And that is that when you start to work on this and become the pro version of yourself, you start to attract different types of people who are able to connect with you on that level. And that means that with your increases in this pro level, you increase in the the frequency of uh, how people will react to you. And it is because they will understand uh, you a little bit better. Also, they'll possibly demand more in kind for interacting with them because they're possibly at their pro level. And they will definitely not be uh, those that will settle for the common free version that comes with the uh, regular version of people. I always wondered why it was that as I would either do work or have different experiences, it would be harder and harder for me to continue to interact with some people and and not with others. So case in point, I grew up in a fairly small community. And when I went to college, I went to college in the largest largest city in my state. And when I came home, I could already tell a little bit of a schism because I had gotten familiar with taking public transit. My town, we didn't have public transit. Transit. 
Tran- oh my God, slow it down. Transit. <laughs> Instead, you either walked, rode a bike, or drove to where you were going to. And we had to do our grocery shopping in a in the next town over because that's how small our little community was. But anyway, I digress. Let me get back on this. And what I'm saying is, is that as you have more experiences and tap into more iterations of yourself, more possibilities of who you can be, you can never go back. Even if you try, you just can't because you know too much to un- unravel it and undo it. And so that causes you to operate and attract different people. And sometimes that's not, a, I don't want to say it's not a good thing, but sometimes it's not pleasurable, especially when you've decided to hitch your wagon to someone legally and otherwise as your partner in life, and they don't do their work as well. And so There are times when people say we have just grown apart and I truly believe it because especially if you're traveling a lot and you don't see each other a lot, each one of you are having different experiences and forming different iterations of how you interact with yourself and with others. And so you change. So it takes work, especially if you're going to be in long-term relationships with people that you don't get a chance to spend a lot of time with. It does take that work and communication and all of that. But let me get back on being the pro version of you, okay? So you get to the point, and I have been talking about frameworks, and I'll, I'll remind you again. Frameworks are simply a way for you to be able to explain a system, a process, or an understanding of something that you do, you know, or you wish to share, okay? And um, recently, a couple of years ago, infographics became all the rage, and what they were were frameworks of graphical nature of showing people complex situations, ideas, or processes. And when you go pro, this is one of the first things that I'll tell you that would be good for you to do. And that is to understand the frameworks of your life and understand how and why you do the things you do. Um, In the genius studies that I've been looking at, uh, it sounds simple and I've even said it before, but when you dig down into it, it's a little different. We have a natural blind spot when it comes to all the sides of ourselves. And I believe, they didn't say this, but I believe it's because if we learn ourselves in totality too soon, we won't have any desire to stay here because living in this body and living on earth is hard. And some days it really sucks. It just does. And so there has to be a reason and an urge and a hunger for you to love life enough to stay here, whether it be just for yourself or for others. And so I truly believe that part of this turning pro is simply opening up a new door to explore all the what ifs and what could be's and what should be's and and not only see the dark sides of our nature but to also see those aspirational sides that with the, with some work and some concentration we can get to those as well and so when you start getting into this uh, pro version of yourself you start reaching higher and and stronger and wider and then a wonderful thing becomes uh, prevalent in your life. Your vocabulary, your lexicon, your dictionary starts to change with regards to your owner's manual. You get to be really good at communicating so that you're able to start helping other people understand you through your frameworks. And once they start to understand you and you teach them how to operate 
uh, with our child to interact with you so that you guys operate to the optimal best, it's a wonderful thing. People will find that they they seek you out. They want to be either your friend or in your family or or with you or, or whatever. I've told you guys that I'm a heterosexual, so sapiosexual. And that what that stands for is, is I love smart men. Oh my God, I just have a thing. And not just smart. Let me preface this. I love wise men who are able to form thoughts that are unique and that I can tell are authentically theirs, where they're not just parroting somebody else. They're not just spouting something they read in a book, but they've taken, they're well-read. They've taken what it is that they've learned and filtered it through the processes that they've had and made connections that I wouldn't have. So I can be inspired and intrigued by that. And so I mean, you're talking a little bit about that because I was like, oh, it makes sense why I, you know, I, I, I fall for that kind of guy. And that is because they are on their journeys of being pro. So let's break this down a little bit more. What I wrote down is... Um, something that I've said before, and I've even said it on this podcast, the difference between useful and helpful. And I always say it in a quippy little way, like, you know, be useful because you see what they pay the help. And that's not a put down on anyone uh, classified in the professions that are called the help because we couldn't do what we could without you and, you know, in certain situations. Um, But I did an equation and that is that the pro version commands more respect and an investment than the free one does. So the pro version is equa- uh, is equated as being useful and the free version is equated as being helpful. Both of them are needful and both of them do their jobs lovely. It's just that the pro version requires more of the person interacting. And that also leads me to, to say that with becoming the pro version of yourself, it's not always nice because you might be unconsciously uncoupling with people that you used to always be uh, able to interact with. There will be times when even if you're an adult, um, you won't see eye to eye with relatives and, and childhood friends because of this movement into the new areas of where you're becoming highly useful in what you contribute to society as a person. And let me just make sure I say this, that way beyond just peak performance of you, because that's not just what becoming pro is about. It's way beyond that. Way beyond that, uh, the pro version of you has to contend with all your attitude, your bad habits, and even your delusional ideas of who you are and what you can accomplish in a given time. The pro version of you causes you to come face to face with that person in the mirror and not be deluded by soft words and things that sometimes it can be highly critical, but it is not there to beat you down. It is there to give you uh, a, a humbling experience to know where you really need to work and start and um, focus on because some things come out, but by force and, and, and continued determination. Oh, don't I know it. So this uh, pro version endeavor requires that uh, you confront even the boring parts of life. You know, all that stuff that you don't want to deal with, that stuff that you're like, nah, that's not my thing. It requires that you confront that as well as the overwhelming instances you know, that you used to pawn off on others or used to try to outsource because it requires you to dive in 
to activate. Now, this is two of the components of the creative, and that is to improve and create as a pro version. And think about it. The last time you looked at any kind of app, the pro version allows you to do more. It allows you to create more. It allows you to have more capacity, more bandwidth, more shareability, more sparkle and and, and dazzle. And as you, as a pro version, that is equatable. You'll be able to do all those things and more. And it causes you to be able to um, not only create and improve, but to expand exponentially on the things that you do. To me, that pro version is the first level to the rest of a fulfilling and and, and, uh, unique life. And yeah, the common free version is the helpful. It'll get you there. It'll get you, it'll, it'll accomplish what it needs to. But oh boy, when you start getting into that pro version, you start getting interested in you. Um, I choose to believe that the quote unquote pro version of ourselves, a lot of times is the antidote to when you feel apathetic, listless, numb, uh, shiftless, where you just don't even care. I really believe it's because you've come to the end of where ordinary will do, where the common, the free will do. Okay, you know, I I truly believe that. These are my opinions, and I can imagine some of y'all, because y'all have told me from time to time that you fuss with me when I say stuff you don't like. (laughs) But that's okay. That's that's, that's good. It gets you thinking. So let's talk about this um, process of moving into the pro version. And to become a pro of yourself, you, of course, need to learn and adapt, but you also need to be ready to transform, okay? So some byproducts of this pro version that you create of your own will be that you'll understand principles that you hold dearly to a greater extent, or you'll update and upgrade your principles. And for some folks, you'll get principles. But then not only that, you will create new and wondrous rituals. And not only will you do them out of habit, but you will do them out of reverence and understanding for how powerful they are in your life and how they are paramount to building new uh, grooves and um, synthesizations in your brainwaves to make you into this new person. But not only that, you'll also start to develop processes. Remember when I talked about those frameworks of being able to explain to people how you tick and uh, helping them to have a better experience when interacting with you? That'll be because you you will become more cognizant of your processes. And when when you're more aware of the things you do and you have a certain order to them, that means that you become more uh, controlled and and managed in how you do them, when to update them, when to uh, grade them, and to, when to make them more efficient and effective, when to take something out, put something in. And the other day I was making uh, just some notes and I wrote down that only through repetition are you truly able to understand how to be efficient. It's only when you do things over and over day in and day out, do you start to learn some of the unnecessary steps, some of the steps that are very necessary, but that can be done or combined or changed to do them better. And 
and the like. And so it takes time of going through and being willing to to bear patience with yourself, to go through establishing, reestablishing, updating, cleaning, um, concentrating on your principles, rituals, and processes, because they're going to influence. Are you ready for this? You're going to influence your genius patterns. And yes, being pro means that you're going to be uh, starting to tip or tap your specific genius patterns. We all have them. Who knew? But we do. And so uh, your genius patterns are going to be uh, influenced by your personal work, but they'll also be influenced by the everyday things you see. They'll be influenced by people you look up to who inspire you and some of the top creative masters of our contemporary time. So how? The first thing is, is, and I tried to chunk this down into three stages. So the first one is, is to create your reference point. So when I talk about reference points, I, I'm talking about people, places, things that you admire. But not only that, teach yourself to recognize the common thinking patterns of the creative genius. And the common thinking patterns of the creative genius is that they know how to think instead of just ingesting what to think. I'm not saying that you have to be a questioner, but you do need to up your curiosity uh, stats to go further, go deeper, and get behind some things. The other day, I was blessed to have a conversation with one of my nieces, and she wants to get into a um, new industry. She knows no one, and it seems daunting. And when we talked, I was not attempting to give her a framework or a process. I simply started uh, doing kind of like a Socratic method to get her to understand how to think about approaching the um, situation. And what she came up with was that she was going to create her own curriculum for understanding this new industry and being prepared to have something to offer when she made her move to introduce herself to the movers and shakers behind the scenes. And I congratulated her because this is part of the genius patterns over and over again that we see. So much so that there is an actual study that was done by Roger Beatty and some of his colleagues in the uh, philosophical research of uh, neurological processes. And that's just a fancy way for saying that what he found with the with genius patterns is that in their knowing and geniuses knowing how to think, he said folks that do this are able to simultaneously connect and engage brain networks that don't typically work together. So basically you start unlocking new skills levels that lay dormant because they're not activated at the common or free level. So when you move to the pro level, you literally unlock new levels in your mind. Is that not powerful? Okay, so but number two, so after we create the reference points and uh, start to look for the genius patterns, uh, the next thing you want to do is you want to develop these genius patterns. And like I said, the genius patterns are going to be your frameworks, frameworks of people you admire, and you're going to purposefully start to practice connecting things that don't seem to connect at all. So to develop these patterns in how you think to achieve your goals, you're going to purposefully think more creatively. You're going to become mentally agile to the point of bringing more mental systems and capacities online. The more you think, 
the more you will be able to develop genius patterns. That requires you to think wider and deeper and to think in a T formation. We've talked about this before. I did a whole podcast on it um, talking about the hedge fox where you go deep in your knowledge as well as wide so that it looks like a capital T in the English uh, grammar. Uh, in the English uh, lettering. And so developing these genius patterns means that you're willing to go deep and wide and you're willing to actively practice connecting stuff or making connections to things that tended to not be (laughs) noticeable as connective because Dr. Beatty said that they have actually studied that folks who do that, they begin to connect and engage brain networks, not your mind, not your thinking, but real brain, the gray matter in your head. They connect networks that don't uh, typically work together. But then it goes on, he goes on to say that, and with this, they found some sub networks. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me go on and get to the third one. So the next thing is, is first you connect your reference points. Next, you develop your genius patterns. And then the next thing is, is you make models of what you want to do, meaning you practice, you, you get good at practicing new ways of thinking, creating, and doing. And uh, Steve Jobs is noticed, noted as saying that creativity is just connecting things. That's what he says. Creativity is connecting things. So don't make it too hard. That's that's simply what it is. So with Dr. Beatty's study, he went on to say that uh, the data that they that they uh, researched showed that regions across the brain were usually the ones they expected were involved in the creative thought. But this is the kicker. He also said that the evidence pointed to three sub networks. And so let me quickly give these and then give you a few other things and and let you go practice. So he said that there was a default default mode network that involved the memory and mental stimulation. There was a salience network, which detected important information. But get this one. The third one was there is an executive control network, which plays key roles in creative thought. And so what he said was, is these three are the synchrony, uh, the synchrony between the systems that seems to be important for creativity. So when you do this proversion and you start tapping into the bringing these new networks online that had laid dormant in the everyday free version of yourself, the pro version has a new car smell to it. Mm-hmm. And people love the new. Oh, yes, they do. Because as the pro version of you, you will have developed a process where you're always new. You're never stale. You always have something uh, delightful to share or different ways of approaching things. You don't get stuck in ruts. You don't get too rigid that you can't bend. And this is not a knock on anyone. I will say that genius patterns require that you do not play conservatively, but that you spend time investigating your environment to know the best way to take calculated risk. Because with calculated risk, you're able to explore more. And remember, you have to think and do wider and deeper, like that T-shape, the hedge fox, where the hedge makes you go go down deeper and the fox makes you go wide. And you can't do that if you're playing it conservative and safe. And if you approach things with a a thought of, I already know stuff and I'm just going to build on things. You, You want to get to the point where 
because you're able to unlock so much more, everything is on the table. You're willing to uh, go back and check out any and everything that you ever thought you knew. It's where you get to that philosophical question of do you know or do you believe? And the two have different paths and different routes. It is only that person that gets to a point where they can know and believe and and then turn around and erase all of that, that you're able to do the kind of things that the pro version of you is able to do. So in my last few minutes, let me, let me um, uh, sum up a lot of this. So pro version gives you what you need and what you never thought you'd need or crave to be and do and more. And when you are looking at your life and Maybe you have, you know, a little like, is this all there is? Is this ho-hum? There is another version for you, just like any kind of software app. Do you realize that a lot of software is consciously and subconsciously built on nature and on how we process? And so if there is one version or level of a software, trust and know there are many more levels, just like you have a free version and then you have a pro version, think about it. People who want to access that pro version have to pay something or they have to earn something. So either you pay for it or you earn it. And that's the same thing with you. When you tip into and become the pro version of yourself, people cannot access you who used to take you for granted and are not willing to uh, do anything, uh, not do anything, but willing to appreciate and respect you and not waste your time and not take you for granted. You won't even be able to stay on the same level with them. It will be something that will be too hard for both of you to meet in the middle. And thus, you will migrate to those people who either can afford to access you, your pro version or who are pro themselves and they are already in this area that you're endeavoring to be. I wish that everyone will have this experience where the very scales come off your eyes and you can look and see that, whoa, I didn't even know this part of my life was available. There will be many of you who are going to un uh, going to tap unknown until this time skills and talents that you had that were lying dormant because they were unaccessible at the free version level. As a pro, don't forget, you are going to become highly useful to yourself and others, and you're going to move way beyond peak performance. And so in order to do that, real quick, start to create your reference points, meaning you, you find people to model, you find things that you want, things that you've always wanted to accomplish, and you start working towards, <coughs> excuse me, recognizing those common patterns that of the genius and then looking to make sure that you develop those patterns and then modeling what you know by repetition and practicing. And then you'll start to hit the default mode, the salient network and the uh, executive control network to go and explode your mind and everything about you to operate and move at a higher level. So guess what, y'all? Mm -hmm, you know it. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiver, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, check out the show notes. And if there is anything that you'd like for me to cover, 
contact information is in the show notes. And because this is a daily podcast, oh, yes, it is. I am going to see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful one. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.